What's up, podcast listeners of the world, and perhaps anybody who's listening to podcasts in outer space, which I imagine you could do if you downloaded them ahead of time. I don't think they get Wi-Fi up in space, uh, some sort of astro Wi-Fi, uh, although, you know, who knows in this modern era, I mean, uh, what's his face? Chris Hetfield's always up there singing Bowie songs or whatever, playing the guitar. Do you think he's been on, like, a Canadian version of, like, Dancing with the Stars or something that... You know, Chris Hetfield, the uh, the astronaut guy? It feels like the kind of thing that he would have done. Anyways, this is Chris and Matt, Skin Wikipedia. I'm going to use Wikipedia real quick. Chris Hetfield right about, now. about, uh, do they Hatfield. have Wi-Fi in space? Which is like, uh, <laughs> sounds like one of those, like, stupid rhetorical questions that, like, would be the name of an album. Uh, yeah. What, what's an album that does that? It's, that's not, do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> oh, like, um... Uh, all I can think of is the Philip K. Dick novel. Yeah, dude, Andrew, 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 Andrew. yeah, that's not what I'm thinking of. Oh yeah. well, of course um, there's uh, Billie Eilish's "When We All Fall Asleep." Where do we go? Yeah, which won so many Grammys. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at her Wikipedia because it was uh, listed on the front page of Wikipedia. Yeah. I know so little about it, Billie Eilish. Was it about the time she was on uh, Hot Ones and was unbearable to deal with? <laughs> well, she's she was like what sixteen? Have you ever yeah, talked to a sixteen-year-old? No, yeah, no, it made total sense. I, I didn't realize she was that young at the time. I thought she was like nineteen or something. Yeah, she, like, she oh, thought she was three years older than that. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, well, she's like you know, she she was just like really like annoying and obnoxious and like you know, like a really like bratty interview. And I was like, well, she's really young. I guess she's still like you know. And then I found like like I was like, oh no, she was like yeah, she's like a, actually like a literal child it's like of course i i'm the one who was spending his time watching a child eat hot yeah wings. looking I'm for some insights into the life of a child because i i try not to just like with it that like um only watch the ones with like people who i know who they were or whatever like and so sometimes it means sitting through some like dipshit social media like star or whatever which, which is, what, what I, are you thinking of when you say that oh that f- well, there's been a few of them. Like, I'm thinking particularly that f- one fucking guy. And I, I hope Hawans has a list of uh, people who've done the interviews for them on Wikipedia. I'm going off of uh, Chris Hadfield's page. Are you thinking of what's his face? I'm going to just guess Ninja. No, it wasn't. It was not Ninja. TJ Miller? Here. Oh, no. No, is way. No, this is like a, a straight up like a uh, person who just is known for like, hang on, not Billy. Maybe it was from the Billy Idol. The no, H3H3 boys. It wasn't, uh, let's see, it wasn't Lily Singh. I watched She's the Guy Fieri kind of, one. Kind of interesting. Where is this mother? I've been watching this for a oh, long time. Oh, that guy who's always ruining movies. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> That's the first one I ever watched. Yeah. He's like, did you <laughs> that, know that they're that, not actual wigs? Let's see, That's a motherfucker. How, how long have I been watch, watching this show? I'm still There's going back. There's so many episodes of it. Rhett Logic. and Link. Oh, yeah, Casey Neistat. Oh yeah, I, I can't of. stand him. Yeah, it was unbearable. I was like, this motherfucker, and he was like the like one of the last ones of that season. Oh, that was 2017. Their seasons, they produce a lot of episodes. Yeah, uh, and, I, I and this is like one of those shows where it's like they say one thing as a season, but like it was only yeah. like three weeks before the season prior or whatever. Yeah, which is like and seasons have gotten like a lot shorter. Like yeah, like that that season, that fourth season that Casey Neistat was on or whatever, or uh, and also Gary Vaynerchuk, which is another obnoxious oh, guy. My, I have friends that uh, used to work for him, and they hate that guy. 
Uh, I hate him just by uh, you know seeing him like do one interview. But that was that season four like twenty four episodes, and season five is like sixteen. Right. Season six thirteen. Season seven twelve. Season eight twelve. And now they just basically do twelve episodes. A well, season. they're getting yeah, they're so on they're going to be on actual TV, so it's going to be even less now. I imagine. I uh, probably I can only assume. And then I will I watch it on actual TV? Maybe I, I don't well, know. Well, it's on it's on like I want to say True TV. So that's like uh, basically like Impractical Jokers. Yeah, just like the Impractical <laughs> the Impractical Jokers is like the um, bar rescue of True TV, where it's like. They're only hit, but it prevents them from fully rebranding. Yeah, it's like it's all that they have, like all they show. Like it's like you know, it's kind of like how like a uh, TBS during the day. It's like they're showing Seinfeld and Friends reruns. I guess Big Bang thing right now is like just like all they show. Like or like it seems like now Comedy Central, if they're not showing like you know like original programming, is showing The Office reruns. Yeah. So it seems like it's like all they have on is reruns of The Office. <laughs> I really so, like yeah. I really like that. Um, because, like, you have to imagine that, like, a new executive comes into True TV and they're like, we're going to have education, edutainment shows, like, only, you know, smart, yeah. sophisticated shows. And they're like, well, the only thing people actually watch is Impractical Jokers, so we're going to have to keep that on, like, every night. And also, the Impractical Jokers are going to have to be on those other shows. Yeah, like the Carbonaro effect. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing is that I really a magic show? On, is that that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a magic prank show, yeah. basically. It's like if the Impractical Jokers also knew magic. Um, uh, the only thing, yeah, the only thing I ever watched on that channel was Amy Sedaris' show, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, I but, like uh, I like Adam Ruins Everything, okay. Um, and I like the Amy Sedaris show. I mean, like, it's the the you know I don't have a problem with True TV in general. I just find it funny, much like the uh, mm-hmm. now dubbed the Paramount Network, like wants yes. to have prestige dad shows like. Yellowstone or whatever, but they mm-hmm. still yeah. have to reckon with the fact that like their top rated show is Bar Rescue, so they have to like gussy up Bar Rescue to make it a little bit more prestige. Yeah. yeah, and so they have like much more like production value on it now, and there's like more self help, but it's still a show about like a guy digging like old chicken wings and rat cuts <laughs> out of like a fryer. Yeah, it's still like you know like a more like aggressive like version of like a uh, Gordon Ramsay yeah. somehow. I'm gonna look at the Paramount Network right now uh, to see what's like. I remember some of the glory days of Spike TV when they're showing Stripperella. Yeah, exactly. Like Bar Rescue was such a holdover from that, but it's such like a like it's such an easy show for people to watch whenever. Yeah. I mean, and I'm speaking as a fan. I love Bar Rescue, but like, but it's like not the prestige show that like the Paramount Network really wants to have. Yeah, I mean, although they like, did give him another show which leans heavier into the self help, which is. Uh, marriage Rescue, which is he like comes and like I guess it's kind of like the Marriage Ref, you know that touch roll, yeah, cultural touchstone, the Marriage Ref. <laughs> Shout out to Tom Papa. Was he on that show? I think he hosted it. No, it was Jerry Seinfeld, wasn't it? No, no, he he produced it, but he was oh, on okay. the first episode. Gotcha. But it was during the whole Leno, right? That was the Leno lead in. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm, the Marriage Ref. Yeah, but I'm looking at the. Why did you pro- shout out Tom Papa? Are you friends with him? No, just because I remember him hosting it. <laughs> okay, just yeah. big shouts. Okay, yeah, great. big shouts out to. Uh, I'm looking at the current programming on uh, uh, fucking Paramount. Yeah, you got your like, you know, your uh, Yellowstone, like you mentioned. This new show, sixty-eight week, uh, sixty-eight whiskey. But the rest of its shows are still like, you know, clear like holdovers. Like it's like Lip Sync Battle, Ink Master, uh, Wife Swap, uh, Battle yeah. of the Fittest Couples. 
They actually have three different Ink Master shows apparently in production. Oh yeah, Ink Master is like a whole a whole thing. But yeah, they got some upcoming programming that I don't know what anything is really. It's like, but this seems to be like stuff like you're talking about, like prestige stuff. Like they're doing like a Sexy Beast TV show and like a Paradise Lost TV show, and mm-hmm. they have like in development shows. Wait, like did you a, say a Sexy Beast TV show? Yeah. Oh wow, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's a TV show called Sexy Beast, so I have to assume it's based that, on the movie. Yeah. Oh, sorry, they tried or that was like a book first, probably, or something. Did you know that I'm looking at the Paramount Pictures uh, Wikipedia page right now? Enlisted as 17 and 24 are separate entries for Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> Strange. I was actually reading a book recently about the early days of Los Angeles. Uh, and like it t- part of it was talking about the early film industry. And like Paramount was like one of the very f- like first... like. Um, production like you know made major studios back in the day back in the silent period in the days of the silence like a couple of um like networks like you know like, or not networks couple studios like joined together and like became like uh you know like like the gigantic like paramount organization and then uh a little something called sounds came into movies and then that's when the warner brothers became big because they were like yeah sure we'll take a shot on sound and it worked out for them as a but and it didn't work out for, um, I don't know, people. I'm looking at Spike's original programming now. Shows- it didn't work out for Spike TV. <laughs> the original programming of Spike TV, like Blue Mountain State, uh, Carlot oh, Rescue, yeah. Stripperella. Blue Mountain State. <laughs> World Wildest Police Videos, World's Worst Tenants, When Good Pets Go Bad, something called Urban Tarzan. Was uh, that like a parkour show? Uh, his career is an oh, is a show featuring John Brennan. And his career as an animal wrangler for Steve Irwin. Uh, <laughs> I well, I, I really was just like clicking onto the like swinging from a vine kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Of course, the, the Dudesons, <laughs> Mansers, Half Pint Brawlers. <laughs> this uh, is the golden age of Spike. You're describing. Yeah. Hey, Spring of what about Trivia. The ESPY Awards. That's that's on the ESPY. Did they yeah. have an award shows? Oh, they had the like guys' choice sports, awards. The guys' choice awards. Yeah. Who's a guys' choice winner? Oh, yeah, that's a good thing to look up. Let's look at the guys. Oh, choice the guys' awards. choice perfect ten. Okay. I'm Presented at the, by. Yeah, that's, uh, from the 2016. Okay, year. who's hot and funny? Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Guy movie hall of fame casino. The athlete of the decade is Kobe Bryant. Uh, t- not really time to make a joke about that. Uh, our new girlfriend, Gigi Hadid. Oh, this is so fucking sad. Yeah, uh, Jean-Claude Goddamn, Olivia Munn. This is just like the virtuoso to James Franco. And yeah. guys of the decade, Ben Affleck and Matt. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Jeez, the, the guy's of the decade, Julia this is The comedy MVP, Adam Divide. Oh God! Do you think was... anyone accepted their awards? I I think that the heroes, Alex Garlatos, and the, I think Olivia Munn actually maybe would have because she got her start doing this sort of like cheesecake sort of thing and like you know. I thought she was on um. She's on. Was G- she on the Daily Show? Uh, that was yeah, but before that she was on like um like G Four and stuff like that. She was like sort of oh, like right. the, I'm the sexy girl who likes video games or whatever. Like I'm gonna like you know. Like, mm-hmm. like she did like the short of cheesecake stuff, stuff and she sort of like played into all that so it seems like the sort of thing that like you know she might show up for would be to be like, oh yeah sure give me an award for Jean-Claude goddamn okay well in 2007 the funniest MF award went to Will Ferrell and he uh, beat out Sasha Baron Cohen the ballsiest band Disturbed beat Lamb of God 
the uh, hottest girl on the planet. Beyonce lost to Adriana <laughs> Lima. Oh wow! Uh, interesting enough, uh, the 2015 awards were hosted by Terrence Howard and Taraji P Henson. They both took home awards. Howard took home Most Dangerous Man, and Taraji P Henson took home the Jean Claude Goddamn Award. Is this pre um, their show? Uh, probably around the same time, maybe. When did Empire, right? When did that start? Because uh, if not, maybe they, like, met up that day and they're like, yeah, let's do a hey, show. We, let's do a show about we're, an we're empire. Had, we're having our new girlfriend, too, Hannah Jeter. And the best gangstertainment, oh. The Departed versus The Sopranos. Yeah. Decade of Hotness, Selma Hayek. The best Hot. ever, Floyd Mayweather Jr. <laughs> the hottest to. Jessica. Oh, Jessica they, Alba beat Jessica Biel. In 2014, uh, Emma Watson beat Emma Stone for Hottest Emma. Mm, they just uh, pick a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Claude Goddamn in 2014 was Eva Green versus Laura Cohen. Guess who uh, won Guy of the Year in 2009? Um, it's Mickey uh, Rourke, and he beat Barack Obama. <laughs> Uh, the holy grail of hot for 2014 was Christy Teigen, Nina Agdahl, and Lily Aldrich, and then the winner of Spartacus, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> the outstanding literary achievement award went to Russell Brand for my bookie wookie. Uh, in 2014, it was uh, Nick Offerman versus Grumpy Cat for that award. <laughs> porn again, Jesse Jane. I guess that's a, uh, a, a porn adult. The film star, I guess. I don't the Troops' Choice for Entertainment of the Year 2014, Mark Wahlberg. I don't... This this category is, like, offensive. <laughs> Best unsupported role. Kate Winslet wins the reader against Marissa Tomei for the what wrestler. Best unsupported role? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, they gave out a nice hot and funny in 2013 to Kelly Cuoco. Oh, let's see here. Guy Movie of the Year. Oh, that's weird. Had... Kelly Cuoco lost to Sofia Vergara in uh, 2010. <laughs> For uh, hot and funny, I wonder how many. Do you know how many women have been nominated for the funniest MF award? I'm not sure. Chelsea Handler won it once. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who do you think won the most anticipated movie of 2013? 2013. Uh. Well, unfortunately, I was just on 2013 as you said that as I was looking through it, so I, I saw it. It was spoiled. For it's me. the Man of Steel. The most uh, Man of was Steel. that the most man anticipated movie of 2013? Well, it had man in the that's title. That's true. It, so, I mean, that's true. That that year, most dangerous man came down to Walter White versus Rick Grimes, a fiction. Well, uh, from uh, what's it? That shit show. Uh, Best Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln beat <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Hunter. Yeah, man. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Hottest Zoe was a real stretch because they had Zoe Deschanel versus Zoe Saldana and they spelled their names very differently. Holy um, Grail of Hot. Uh, okay. yeah. This sucks. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> our new girlfriend. God damn it. They love giving. They love to give out our. Do- oh, they had a best girl on girl scene in uh, 2011 with Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis uh, in Black Swan versus Mika Kelly and Lena Meester in The Roommates. And also that year, the man bench of the year went to Christopher Sun for 3D Sex and Zen, Extreme Ecstasy, an erotic constant drama film that I guess was like done in like a 3D or something for like a 3D sort of like a whatever bullshit. The uh, Brass Balls Award in 2015 went to Sir Ben Kingsley for a role I have no idea what. Yeah, well, I mean, 2010, you know, Ballsiest Band with the uh, Stone Temple Pilots, those all. 
elegant bachelors. Those elegant uh, bachelors. Yeah, the shout uh, to ref- uh, Holy Grail of Hots. Always held down for oh, you know what? Year. It was probably in 2015 because he won an Annie Award. It's for the box trolls. Uh, oh, the ones that are in bolded are the ones That's who the won winner, the yeah. versus. I just realized that. I'm not. So yeah. were you concerned that you didn't know who won the Brotherly Love Award, the Robertsons or the I Wahlbergs? Was. This is, I'm was. assuming this is Pat Robertson. No, it's the Duck Dynasty people. Yeah, I know who won uh, Luckiest Bastard now in 2008. It was Brian Austin Green for being engaged to Megan Fox over Reese fans for spooning Sienna Miller. Just for spooning her. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, oh, hot and funny. Sarah Silverman over Tina Fey in 2008. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, indeed. Sexiest import. <laughs> Ballsiest band, the Stirs beats uh, Lamb of yeah, God. We covered that already. Yeah, we covered mm. all sorts of shit. This is the worst award Most show. Most viral of video. I'm fucking Matt Damon. Lost to I'm fucking Ben Affleck. Yeah, the worst one. The one that yeah, the was one like that was yeah, the one that original. was just like kind of like a, a like a, another beat of the same joke, right? Yeah, the one that was just basically like a rip. Basically, like, yeah, the same like it was just. No, like, like, let's uh, do it again. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel's like building on Sarah Silverman's joke, which was funny because there's always a running joke on Jimmy Kimmel Live that like, he'd always end every show being like, uh, apologies to Matt Damon, we ran out of time, so they'd have like a, like a little joking thing going on, so that was sort of like the joke of her being like, oh, I'm fucking Matt Damon, it's like, it was like a riff on that, and then like Ben Affleck, I guess it's because he's friends with, uh, you know, whatever. Well, they're the, they're the guys of the decade. Yeah, it's true, they were the guys of the decade, no doubt about that. Uh, you know... Uh, well, let's, uh, let's, they used to have also this Scream Awards, which were like a horror thing, or the Spike Video Game Awards, another different show that Spike had for many moons. Are the, any... are the guys TV, the guys Choice Awards done? Uh, I guess so. I mean, they don't have them on Paramount. I, I don't see anything happening on there after 2016, so either... Well, how are people going to know what guys want and like? Well, uh, from that one song where the woman's like, I know what boys like. <laughs> well, that's boys! Scott, I, I know what guys want. Oh, right. Well, you're going to have to ask the, the singer of Bow Wow Wow? No, I don't Is think that Bow Wow Wow? Bow Wow Wow did I Want Candy. Is it the waitresses uh, that do I know, I know What Guys Like? I think so. I think, yeah, I think that's right. I think that is I'm correct. sorry for confusing the two. Yeah, yeah it was the waitresses. Yeah. Uh, the only waitress song that I truly know and love is Christmas Rapping, which I listen to every holiday season. <laughs> uh, I'm now on uh, uh, Mansard. Mansard is the show Mansard's, which is a late-night comedy series that Spike did for four seasons, 39 episodes. Uh, various uh, cast members... Uh, a magazine-style format with discussions hypothetical questions believed to be the type men discuss. It had a narrator who talks about the topics, usually over a reenactment. Uh, they reenact guys talking? Like, who would win, Batman uh, or Superman or something? Know, here's some people in the cast, for example. Bobby Billard was in 31 episodes. She played such roles as hot teacher, laundry model, and poker girl in opening credits. Stacey Hayes played nagging girl, massage therapist. <laughs> Watermelon, Speech Babe, Hot Blonde Girl, okay. Pretty Woman, so it's, and it's just like they're film. just like Dear Penthouse <laughs> letters or something. It's just like, what would happen if like yeah. a girl uh, and a girl kissed? <laughs> Kimberly Evans played Swedish Woman. Luke Barnett played Stutter Joe. Stutter. Bobby Rice played Couch Friend. 
and uh, yeah, and then some porn actress presumably played herself. Uh, well, the the episodes would vary from episode to episode. The I mean the ratings. So like it could be TV fourteen DLSFV to MAD in parentheses LSV. The average rating though, TVMA. So oh, yeah. there you go. No, no. You have to think about that. Uh, yeah, I, I clicked on the one lady who had a uh, actual sort of Wikipedia page because else she she had been a re- oh, she had a few parts on TV shows like Howard Stern's Son of the Beach. Oh, I remember that. Uh, that was like um, was that one of like FX's early shows or was it one of Spike's early shows? I think it was FX. One of FX's early shows. Uh, she was also on MySpace social network. She had over one and a half million friends, making her one of the most popular people on the site. Yeah, she's a regular Tia Tequila. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's also where she came from. Uh, yeah, Tia Tequila ma- made her fortunes in MySpace and then made her career in Nazism. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, being one of the at strangest the, turns. <laughs> yeah. Being, well, she had a show, Shot of Love, where she would just share her bed with everybody. Mm-hmm. And like, everybody wanted to date her for some reason. I mean, the truly, I mean, every Wikipedia uh, page should have the section Nazi views, and then it has a fa- like a, a kicker sentence on November 22nd, 2016. Her account was suspended by Twitter. Consequently, she joined Gab. Ah, yes. Well, uh, I'm looking at the uh, Son of the Beach right now, and the main characters, a couple main characters was, one was played by Timothy Stack. I don't know who he is. Looking at the names of some of these characters, such as um, the female leads, character name was BJ Cummings. And then uh, another woman, her name was Porcelain Bidet. <laughs> her name was and, uh, Porcelain Vin- Bidet. Vitzlip <laughs> Pastori, his character's name was Vitty Falaccio, <laughs> which is supposed to be like Falaccio. Mm. Let's see, Timothy Stack, what else did this fucker do? Oh, he's in ba- the movie Back to School way back in the day playing Trendy Man. Let's see, he was in uh, Scary Movie 3, he's in Idle Hands as Principal Tidwell. Uh, he's in It's Pat as Doctor. He let's see here. Oh, he's in an episode of Lou Grant. Oh, um, you're not gonna you're not uh, gonna believe this. He was on Seinfeld in, as Dwayne. In I've, 2008, guess who won a Spike Choice Guys Choice Awards for So Hot They're Famous? Um, it's Tia Tequila. Oh wow! Had we missed that? Yeah, I guess we somehow. You know, I was too busy looking at Timothy Stack. You know career. what? We probably got confused with the Hot and Fresh Award. Which went to Marissa oh. Miller instead of yeah. the So Hot They're Famous, in which Tia Tequila beat Kim Kardashian. Wow. Do you think that haunts both... Kim? Yes. I think it haunts Kanye West, too, because like, my wife should have been so hot she's famous. <laughs> oh, wow. This uh, Jamie Bergman, who played BJ Cummings, a former uh, Playboy Playboy of the Month, married to David Boreanaz since 2001. I'm back on the I'm back on the Guy's Choice Award. The killer quote of 2008 was, don't taste don't me, bro, me, bro. <laughs> which beat I have a wide stance. Uh, that, yeah, that one's uh, not last as, as long. But Yeah, uh, don't taste me, bro, is a, a hilarious example of uh, yeah. police brutality. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the, what's uh, Jamie Bergman, a.k.a. Jamie Boreanis, and what she's been up to, Playmate of the Month. But, oh, she's in an episode of Bones in 2017. She did a Dawson's Creek. Mostly she was just on Son of the Beach and was in the movie Boa vs. Python. Uh, for some, she's also Blonde and Dragons. For, oh, she's in Polly Shore is Dead. Uh, I think probably mostly because uh, for some reason the person who did her Wikipedia page 
a list of things in reverse chronological order in her, as opposed to chronological order. Oh, there was a, a monkey character on uh, Son of the Beach. Its name was Spank. <laughs> Spank the it's monkey. A, yeah, who was uh, played by a monkey apparently named Lou Rosenthal. <laughs> Much better name. Much funnier <laughs> name than Spank. That's a hilarious name for a monkey. Yeah, if, if Son of the Beach had had a, char- a character that was a monkey named Lou Rosenthal... I feel like that show would still be on today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Also on Son of the Beach was the actress Lynn Marie Stewart, who's been in a lot of stuff. She was uh, Miss Yvonne on the Pee Wee Herman show. Sure. She she plays uh, Charlie's mom. Oh, no, it's always on, sunny. Uh, yeah, she's done a lot of great stuff, including a role in 11 episodes on... Um, uh, fucking Son of the Beach, where she played the friendly beach lesbian who seems to be able to turn any straight woman into her latest fling... That character's name, Alan. No doubt a reference to Alan DeGeneres. And that's what Lynn Marie what Stewart... What fucking nightmare television is. ...was doing in, uh, yeah, uh, oh, Lynn Marie. She also plays Scott Ackerman's mom on, uh, this comedy Bang Bang TV yeah, show. Yeah, she's good. She's funny. Thomas. Oh, yeah. No, she's great. She's just taking a role. Yeah, I'm not... I, I, I have... I mean, I'm who's gonna stop anyone job. from being in an episode of Son of the Beach called Queefer Madness, in which David Arquette plays that. Johnny Queefer, whose gang of motorcycle punks plans to take over the beach... Oh, yeah. Well, in the episode Eat My Muffin, BJ falls into the clutches of an evil cult leader sex criminal known as the Divine Rod, played by Mark Hamill. There are so many episodes of Son of the Beach. And, yeah, yeah. it's crazy that people, like, would complain that there were, like, weren't, like, enough episodes of, like, Arrested Development (laughs) when there were, like, 75. It's like, TV shows used to, like, get a lot of episodes. Yeah. You know, like, uh, oh, Rod Strikes Back came uh, in a different one. Oh, there's uh, Remember Her Titans. Oh, A Star is Boned. Yeah, The Sexorcist, which I think has been Area 69, which is barely a joke. And, of course, Episode 8, Miso Hone. Yeah. Or it's Showtime at the Apollo 13, where, of course, it's about Jamaica's space shuttle flight is threatened by a teenage hacker, so Notch goes undercover at a high school to save her. That actually sounds like it could be funny in a better show. As opposed to the episode of Tale of Two Johnsons, Jerry Springer's criminal organization wants to use the body double of Notch to unleash a biological weapon called the Ebonic Plague. <laughs> and of course, there's Saturday Night Queefer, this, the follow-up to whatever that David Arquette Queefer Madness yeah. episode was. From uh, the episodes where they don't ha- even bother to have like what the episodes are about, yeah. like in Ham's Strokers Suck My Blood or The Gay Team. <laughs> Or the ta- the taco lips now part one. Yeah, this, but part two is a different day, which is jailhouse notch. Part two, <laughs> yeah, confusing. They're written by totally different people. Oh yeah, uh, well yeah, and then uh, yeah, but apparently reruns did air on Spike, which is why there was some confusion mm. because it aired originally on FX. Oh, Timothy Stack also co-created the show that he started. In. Well, good for him, I guess. You know, I mean, he probably made like decent money starring in creating a with sex you get egg rolls the name of the first episode uh <sighs> what indeed. a piece of oh. shit this show probably was yeah. i only remember the um commercials which i feel like used to air like oh. during the simpsons or something one of the co-creators of the show won two primetime emmy awards one for his work on the carol barnett show i believe i'm gonna check on this again because uh, i think it's uh yeah for 
Uh, oh, for Lily, which I believe was Lily Tomlin's comedy special. He worked on Fernwood Tonight and America Tonight. He wrote three episodes of Family Ma- Matters. He wrote, I mean, that's a career, yeah, man. He wrote 19 episodes of Silver Spoons. He's a supervising producer on 48 episodes of Silver Spoons. And then he ended his career uh, writing uh, 36... Can credit as a writer. I don't think he wrote 36. He's credited as a writer. But Are you talking about James R. Stein? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the end of his career. Yeah, the end of his career. Got, got credit for writing on 36 I mean, to be episodes. fair, he, he, like, he did have a good career, oh, but no, like, it wasn't career. exactly like popping anymore. He came so close to having it made with Nightstand with Dick Dytrek, yeah. for writer for 96 episodes. Good Lord, I've never even heard of that yeah. show. Yeah. I think that's like a regional show or something. Possibly. Uh, oh, I'm just looking, now I'm just looking at the other people who have uh, like Wikipedia page got writing credits. Out, uh, the other, let's see. Oh, David Arquette got story credits starting at Queefer. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, he called Howard Stern. He's like, I got a great idea for an episode. Oh. It's about it's about a motorcycle gang of, gang of Queefers. Yeah. So uh, Jim Gilligan, who graduated from the New York Institute of Technology in 1969, uh, then went on to be an executive producer of The Sweet Life. The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And then the other guy, I'm okay with that. Yeah, the other guy who has one is Reed Harrison. Who wrote a couple Simpsons episodes that are actually good. Uh, wrote some other shit. Yeah. So I know that the, there's like a, you know like obviously um, uh, television and and film is like very stacked against female writers and mm-hmm. there just aren't a lot of them. But this has to be one of the most male dominated <laughs> writing staffs I've ever seen. Like. I, like, I can't think of, like, anyone ever mentioning a woman writing for The Simpsons, which is, like, uh, honestly, like, that should be, like, a cry. Oh, well, I mean, Carolyn omine has been writing for many years. Uh, Megan Amram as a writer on the show sometimes now. She was a okay, so we, you can name two. No, I can name several. But, I mean, the first episode yeah, was written by but no just not a, just not just not a lot. I mean, proportionally, sure, but there's been actually several. Uh, Julie Thacker wrote for a lot of several episodes. Um... Let's see, Nell Scovel, uh, uh, let's see, um, uh, oh, 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 um, well, uh, Deb Lacusta writes with her husband, Dan Castellano, sometimes, um, Stephanie Gillis has written some episodes. All right, we get it, you can name a couple. I mean, I, <laughs> For a show that was on for 30 Jennifer, years of the writing set. she wrote some really classic episodes, uh, of the show. My point was that the, my point was that the... You're uh, busy uh, standing up for The Simpsons, a show that's been on for 30 years and has had a, roughly about 10 to 15 female writers. Uh, Son of the Beach has zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, I just said that. I mean, like, you know, a lot of the writers have stuck around for a long time with The Simpsons. And yeah, they were hired back in the old school days and then just, like, sort of stuck around for a while. And so it just became sort of like. Uh, what do you One think? of the big problems in Hollywood, one would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Yeah, women have a great I know what Hollywood. you're saying. The Me Too movement has gone too far. But I also will say, um, "Witness for the Prostitution," the third season episode, written by Mira Hanman and Allison Gallant. So mm. checkmate. Two women got paired together to write one episode of Stone of the Beach. How many? Oh, oh my gosh! Witness for the Prostitution. Yeah. Wait. In, yeah. Okay. Oh no no no. That's Paul A. Abeda. I thought it's Paula Abeda. Yeah. No 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 no. There. Yeah. But yeah. No. So two women got one writing job. So I mean, if you this... did it proportionally, I'd say as many women have written for *Son of the Beaches* written for the Simpsons. 
Um, so if you take like the fifteen women that I have think written for like just, the six hundred and fifty four episodes, I think you're still thinking you of like two women that have written for the forty two episodes. I think you're thinking of it as like about like episode numbers as opposed to number of writers because the thing is, mm. like the Simpsons has had so many guys who just have written like so many episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, when, well, and that's just the credit. Yeah, when like, oh yeah, when like John Schwartzweiler is writing like you know like sixty episodes by himself, which is like a tenth of the mm-hmm. show's run, and you know like. Uh, list of Simpsons writers. Cause there used to be a Wikipedia page for that. Maybe there still is. Oh, by yeah, list of the Simpsons yep. writers. Okay. Uh, Mimi Pond. Okay. There's a who wrote the first episode. There's one. How many? Let's see. But there's uh, uh been 127 Simpsons writers. Uh, I'm just gonna really quickly count the number of episodes uh with female credits. Let's see. One, two, three. Four, five, this is uh, pathetic. <laughs> um, six. Mimi Pond said in 2017, the Simpsons wanted an all-male writing staff. Seven. <laughs> Sounds like it was a great experience. <laughs> uh, I wasn't hired as a full-time writer eight, because nine, it's a boys' ten, club. <laughs> Eleven. Uh, Twelve. Uh, oh, man. She was shut out. Thirteen. What season are you up to? Uh, I'm not on season that's 14, 15. So yeah, of the 127 people that write for the Simpsons, 15 of them have been women. Sure, a lo- several of them were just paired off with men. And sure, one of them is Dan Castellano's wife, one of them is Alex Dean's <laughs> wife, and one of them is Bill Oakley's wife. But still, uh, I don't think that... What a, what a hell world we live in. I don't think Rachel Polito was married to Bill Oakley at the time. So there's that. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, that's not great. So <laughs> let's uh, let's call it yeah. there. Now that we've we've proved that uh, this is his right uh, exam this this disparity of, of jobs is uh, just like a fake false flag situation. Yeah, it's not great, uh, the Simpsons. Uh, not then and not now. Uh, and sure. Um, Mal Jean and Mike Reese are still out there uh, trying to be like, it's totally fine that Hank Azaria was the voice of Apu. <laughs> well, they, they said he's not playing him anymore, yeah. which is good, I guess. Just cancel the show already. No, never. <laughs> or do it. I don't care at this point. Go ahead. If, you know, uh, but yes. No, don't do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's, that's, Al, that's Al Jean somewhere. No, don't do it. Yeah. No, uh, my dad had a hardware store in Flint or Lansing, <laughs> wherever it was, uh, which apparently made enough money to get him to go to Harvard. So, you know. Good for hey. Algin. But uh Must- so yeah, um uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, uh um what's the things? Oh yeah, thank you, Gavin Media. Um also um if like you like wherever you rate like like rate the show wherever you rate shows wherever you get the podcast from. And check out uh my comic that I wrote, Nixon sixty six. That's available on the internet. You can find it on my Twitter at Chris X Morgan. Uh, or let's like search for it online. You might find it just doing that Nixon sixty six comic or something. May work as well. Uh, you can find me at M Goetz. Great. Uh, this has been Chris and Matt Skim Wikipedia, and of course I'm Chris, as you know now. Did I bet? Uh, and as always, naked sex time. <laughs>